Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Hey, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here with me today that I'm very excited to welcome to the show. I think this is going to be a pretty fun episode. Shasta Townsend, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me, everybody. Of course, of course. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. So I like to start off in the same place with all my guests, and that's by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context that they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? So I am a 20 plus year entrepreneur. I'm like a diehard entrepreneur. I did start though my career as a journalist, and then I went on to work for two of Canada's largest branding and marketing companies, Molson Brewing and Bombardier Aerospace. And why that's significant is my own entrepreneurial journey has led me to the point where now um, I'm offering what I call defector branding, which I'm happy to talk about what the heck that means, and also iconic cash flowing quiz funnels. And so that's really my forte is to build basically cash machines for people through um, what we call predictive sales assessments and winning quiz funnels. And not all quiz funnels, like not all companies or brands are built the same. So um, I'm thrilled to actually share this. And it, it comes out of my own jaded history with funnels and marketing and all that good stuff too, which I'm happy to share, but that's kind of the synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think everybody has a little bit of a jaded history when it comes to that, at least on one level or another. So I would love to hear yours. Well, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, life is so in, is circular. So I started my career, right, working for these huge marketing and branding companies. And then I opened a wellness business and then an intimacy business and then a luxury travel business. And all along the way, I was hiring quote unquote experts, which I totally suggest you do. I'm a huge advocate for hiring experts and I take full responsibility. But what I was seeing was... I guess it's hiring the right experts it's or true. actual experts, not people who yeah. pose as experts. And I think the thing is, and I hired like some big names who I will not mention, but when you have a business and I actually, I'm not going to say that every business, I think the issue is you have to really understand what, what do you stand for? And the trouble that I had with a lot of the marketing experts that we've hired was they kept diluting our message until it was like so derivative and so plain and like just horrible. And to the point I was thinking about this just before. So, um, we launched a quiz funnel several years ago, and it was extraordinary for lead generation. We got like 10,000 people in a week. Like it was like off the charts lead generation. And you know how many sales we got out of that? Zero. 
So that is a big fat flop. That is not what we want in lead generation. And I was so frustrated by this. So then I hired another expert and I was like, she was like, we need to do this and this and this. And we did all those things. And it was a six figure investment. It was a huge investment for us at the time. Um, And it was the same thing. And what I realized, you know, everything in your life, all these mistakes you make as entrepreneurs, I think you have to like dust yourself off and be like, what's the bigger learning here is... I started to really basically detach from all of the marketing, branding, and even the way people were building funnels of any kind and realize that the marketplace is it's actually really saturated. It's very diluted. There's not many people really willing to take a stand. Um, and so that's why we launched this company, my husband and I and our team, um, this past year. And it came out of you know just sheer frustration and then realizing, oh... It's actually it's time for a new a new template, a new way that we approach this. So, you know, if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, I have like tried every funnel under the and I hate the it's like the F word, right? I was in a meeting and the guy's like, don't even mention the F word. And I was like, what's the F word? And he's like, funnel. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, you need one, but you need to do it really, really well. And that's what we're doing. And my company is called Be the Must Have. And it's a little different in the sense it's founded on really diving into what is your as the founder or the business owner what 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 are what do you really stand for what's it really about for you and not dumbing it down not trying to you know get raving fans by pretending we're somebody else but literally by from a sophisticated alluring standpoint like what what do you what does your company really stand for and when companies make that shift we bring it through in our branding and our marketing, our funnels, it's people salivate to work with you. And that's the differentiation. Um, So, you know, know, I'm grateful for all those big branding guys who taught me lots of things and taught me mostly to um, take a stand for who I am. And and that's what I really, we really do with our clients now. Right. I think that's really powerful because I've had similar experiences. Thankfully, I haven't invested that much. Um, you know, in, in something that didn't work out as well. So I'm sorry that that happened to you. That must not have been easy. But I, yeah, I mean, a lot of the traditional marketing you see, it never resonated with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it never felt good. It never felt genuine. It felt like I had to do this, that, and the other thing. To And if I didn't, then it would never work. Yeah. But that's not necessarily the case. You know, you can't, you can. I, you're, it's such a good point that you're making, Evan. And this is, this is the thing is that it's, there is a certain man, manipulative tone, I think, that you can feel. And I don't want to sound too critical, but it actually is time to be critical, both as entrepreneurs and consumers. Uh, there's a manipulation that people, you, you can read it, right? When you go and you're like, oh, yeah. you know, false scarcity or like whatever the thing is, or like this, these weird kind of jargony stuff, it, it doesn't feel good. You don't, it doesn't sit well with you. And truthfully, I think the thing that we've forgotten about in business, especially marketing, is this is a person to person communication. We might be mass communicating, um, but we're still connecting with people. And I have a real trouble with calling people buying units or seeing people just as numbers versus, you know, how do I actually make a connection regardless of what my business is, regardless of what I stand for, regardless of who my consumers are, so that you don't feel 
sold to or manipulated. And then as a business owner, and this is what I hear what you said all the time too, is that, you know, we want to follow, we want to do what we're supposed to be doing so that we can be successful, of course. But the issue is a lot of that old sort of templated stuff, if you like, is founded on a very specific premise. It's And it's, it is founded on a lot of manipulation. It doesn't feel good to you for a reason, right? And I really believe that. And I, it's all the evidence and all the data is there, especially in a post-pandemic world. People crave authentic um, connection. They, they crave authentic communication. I mean, and think about somebody that you might not even like them, but... And you may not even agree with exactly what they have to say, but they have the like chutzpah to be like, this is the truth and this is who I am, you know, and we can certainly refine that and make it attractive and meaningful. But as you said, that feeling, and I think you're, you're not alone. This is the, this is, and we, at you know, at, at our company, we want to be part of this, this revolution actually, where we're doing things differently and very yeah. successful. You know, I have clients launching seven figure funnels um, and it's not based on manipulation. It's based on huge sense of, of transparency and connection. Um, and the other thing that very few people think about is what's the experience for the prospect or the client. And so that's a big part of what we do with quiz funnels, which is very different as we build out experiences. So for those of you that are listening and you're like, ah, you know, just like Evan said, it's not feeling super awesome to me. You know, I would trust that because you're going to, it's going to radiate out in everything you do. And instead think about how can, again, can I be authentic, alluring and give people an experience where they're salivating? They're like, oh my God, who is this person? I totally want to buy from them. I want to work with them. I want to shout out their name. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that is incredible that you were on that journey because I'm I, I I'm definitely at the point now where like I'm not I'm kind of I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore. You know what I mean? I see a lot. Mostly, I'm not just going to like name names to people under the bus, but like I see a lot of entrepreneurs who really prey on desperation and they use manipulation to make money right and that that's the you see a lot of this that's like the coaches you see or the marketers you see who they you know they use you know manipulative marketing techniques to get people to buy a course and the course is just a glorified sale for the next more expensive course so on and so on and so on right and it just yeah it's okay to have tears or whatever for your stuff but a lot of these it's like there's barely any actual value, which was just a glorified sales pitch that you have to actually pay to get, you know? And mm-hmm. it just, I, it's, it's not, it's not good. And, and it really, it makes people, it discourages people from becoming entrepreneurs because they invest all of this money into these courses and all that happens is they lose money. Right. And then a lot of the, the manipulative marketing also shows people if you're not spending every waking minute work, working on your business then you're a failure you know Absolutely. and it's just so what would you how, how do you make your marketing and your funnels something that is positive because they always say to oh lead with value and they say they're leading with value but the only value is saying they lead with value there's no actual value yeah you know what i mean so yeah. how do you differentiate yourself and how do you make sure that your funnels and your marketing is, you know, something positive. 
in addition to yeah. income generating, because I mean, there's nothing wrong yeah, with it, making and money. And you do. I mean, we are in business, right? We're not charities. So we do need yeah. to be generating yeah, income. I, so there's a couple things. And I think you're asking such a great question. I want to take one step back before I answer it is one, we have to actually really look at, and this is not a like a woo-woo thing, even though I have a background in spirituality and I'm a First Nations wisdom teacher also, but this is really like, we need to, as a community of entrepreneurs and as a, and a culture, look at what are the predominant value systems we have. And if, and I'm not talking, I want, I'm, I have no problem with wealth and abundance. Like I have no problem with money. Um, I actually think it's a divine thing and I'm here to generate money as part of my, as everyone listening is. However, if I look at it as, um, something that I have to get, or it's outside of me, or I see that I have to basically convince somebody. And I think that that's part of the issue that we see with the current state of marketing, even social media stuff. It's like a convincing energy. And so when we take it to the extreme, to your point, as you said, it becomes a fear-based energy. It becomes a, a manipulative energy. And it's what, I mean, and if you look at a lot of the marketing guru info is like people, I remember someone saying to me, you know, um, people only buy, prob- like they'll only buy a solution to their problem. And I agree that, yes, we buy solutions to problems. However, if I'm buying a solution to a problem out of fear, and that's the only state that I, as the marketer or owner of the company, can um, interact with you in, then that's problematic because our relationship is going to be founded on fear. And frankly, you're not the kind of client that I want to work with. There's nothing wrong with saying I have a, I, I have I have a problem and I need a solution and I feel anxiety and I feel terror and I feel all those things. But us as the business owners, we have to hold my belief is a state of possibility and power. And I don't mean power over somebody; I mean power for them. So if you really think about you know everyone that's listening, like why are you in the business that you're in? I, I have no problem if you're in the business to make money, but you have to also believe in the service and the products that you're creating and selling in the world because they do something for somebody. They have power. They have some sort of power. And if we can lead with what's actually the power, what's the possibility? I say this to my clients all the time of like, what's the possibility of how amazing someone's life could be or, you know, how, how whatever is going to happen. You can still speak to the pain points. Of course, you can still speak to the problem. And there's times where you actually have to be a blade. You have to be that blade of truth. Like, friends, we're not getting any younger. We did just live through a global plague. Like, let's pay attention. You know, time is like time is now kind of thing. But I think the kind of tactics that we see around false scarcity and pressure tactics and things like that. Um, they're not only not going to work, they're actually going to repel your ideal clients. For me, and the same as you just said, Evan, when I look at something and I see that stuff, it's an immediate like F no, like hell no, I am running away from you. This is disgusting. It creeps me out. It's like old school. And so one is, you know, lead with the possibility. The other thing I just commented in this huge Facebook forum this week, and it was interesting. It really viral. This comment is expect your clients are intelligent people. Speak to them like they're intelligent. 
talk to them uh, in an intelligent, compassionate, inspiring, whatever your tone is, you know, and that's part of the issue here is most people don't actually know what their own voice or tone sounds like, but people are not that stupid. Like we can see through stuff exactly like you said, like when I see one thing that's like, no, for 99 cents, you can get my best seller. I'm like, oh God, it's going to lead into like a never ending, like 5,000 email a day funnel. Yeah, and I right. don't want to be on that. Or when you get the DM asking you like, if you want the, to be a part of their free course, like, all right, well, if the course is just going to be a sales pitch at the end of it, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not exactly. doing this. Why would I waste my time? And I think that that's the other thing is, is there's a difference. We have to decide as entrepreneurs, you know, who are we selling to and marketing to? And me personally, I'm not actually interested in freebies. And it actually shows me that you're an immature entrepreneur, an immature business, and I don't want anything to do with you. There's nothing wrong with like giving me value. So this is why like quizzes or assessments are so valuable because the way we build them out is we give people value and insight, but we're also leading them to the natural next step that should make sense to them. And if it doesn't make sense to them, that's cool. Like no problem. But this sort of never ending dangling and pressure stuff, it's, it's actually dead. I think it's dinosaur kind of marketing. Um, and it is people like you and I have been having this kind of conversation and people listening saying like, I'm just not buying into this anymore and I'm not going to do it. Um, and they'll have to change. It's already the, the, you know, it's already changing because oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen the market shift in that direction as well. And you can really see it. I pay attention to this. You can really see it in a lot of like corporate branding. Think like, you know, billboards for a Coca-Cola or whatever you see it now. Right. Where it's like, it's not about, you know, the billboard isn't going to have, like the it's not going to be about like coke the drink it's going to have some picture of some family or something having a fun time there happens to be a bottle of coke there you know what i mean like it's about relationships now and you have yeah, to feel like absolutely. they care about you right it's not like and i've done like the the sales trainings and stuff especially back when i was you know falling for all this because i started my journey i started my business when i was in high school and so I was a very gullible kid. And so I fell for all of this, all, all the predatory marketing, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I went through all the sales trainings and stuff back then too. It was always about handling the objections and this and that and this and that. And now it's like, well, I mean, it's okay if someone doesn't want to buy from you. Like, Jesus Christ, it's not like if you don't get, like, have to get the sale at any cost. Like, my God, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, these are human beings. Care about them. You know, if you have a relationship, Absolutely. if you, if it's, a relationship you're building and they and, and you know they, they want your services like that's the thing i work with people i have relationships with i believe what i do i think what i do is powerful i'm not afraid to share what i do and ask people to become clients of mine and ask to work with them there's, there's power in that but exactly. like if they don't want to work with me fine also the people i talk to are people i have relationships with i'm not just gonna you know talk to some random person i've never met and just immediately try to pitch them like it's it just the market is not going in that direction anymore we're shifting away from that and into relationships yeah did you well, agree? I think that, you know part of it also i mean there's the one thing of you know you see corporate brands and sometimes i, I kind of like laugh because i'm like do you really care um oh, they don't but, but you can totally see that they, they recognize that I, I people it, right like, yeah yeah so we 
at least there is, there's definitely a shift happening. And a lot of times you can look to big brands to be like, what kind of, what I'm talking about, and I do, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, here's the thing is that when we as entrepreneurs and business owners, no, no matter what size your brand, what age you are, and I do think there's just a stage where we all go through this, regardless of our age or business or anything like that. Um, but the point is, is that how do I actually build relationship even with a perfect stranger is there does have to be some sort of um, attraction. There has to be something there that I'm like going to lean into as a consumer or a prospect. And the trouble that I have these days is that the market is so diluted and everybody's copycatting everybody else. So what do you stand for? Like, what is it really about? And it's interesting because I was just speaking about this on another um, platform that for me, when I first started my company, I come from a corporate background. So I was like, be professional, be professional, be professional, be professional. Don't ever swear. Don't like, <laughs> I actually swear all the time. Like, and I'm a little cheeky and I have a very fast mind. And I realized that that actually makes me an attractive brand. The people who can't handle the F-bomb are probably not my people. Like, I don't drop it every second word. But this is an example when I talk about, like, put yourself in your company, put yourself in your branding, put yourself forward, because people will buy from you. They don't even have to know you, and they don't even have to actually like you all that much. But there has to be something that they're like, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. So confidence, right? You have to share something about yourself. It can't be the usual. I have no problem with cold reach outs and cold sales, but I can't even tell you, you probably get them the same. Evan is like how many cold Facebook messages I get that I'm literally like, you took some dude's cold reach out course and you can't even bother to find out what I do for a living. Like it's cheesy, you know, it's like cheesy shit where I think yep. it's, it's pretty simple, right? And it's, this is the, my rule, no fake shit, no stupid shit, right? And literally, like, no dumb shit. It's not that hard, you know? But because we're afraid, and, and I have great compassion, you know, and I have a background in human relations and human psychology and archetypes. It's like, we're afraid to actually really be seen. That's the crux underneath this all. We're afraid of that. And for darn good reason, because most of us have been shamed or guilted or, you know, some horrible thing happened at some point and probably repeatedly when we really showed up and shared our truth. But the, but the, the truth now is that's actually what's required. It's required in our business. It's required in our brands, regardless of the size, is we have to take a stand for something and we have to be willing to be seen. And when you're seen, and you, and I'm not talking about like all your sad stories or your victim tales. I'm talking about your victor tales, but it's like, oh, this person can help me. This person is interesting. This person is different in some way. You will stand out. There's no question about it. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I love that. I really do. I just seeing the market go in this direction. I think is really positive. I mean, focusing on relationships, it's good, right? And it's really, I also just want to highlight, be yourself, you know, as a message of what, of what you just said. That's so that's so powerful. I mean, at the end of the day, and it took me a while to kind of unlearn this and realize this, like, this, this isn't for a class. I'm not being graded. You're not being graded. We can do whatever we want to do. As long as we don't, like, break the law but like beyond that 
there's no right or wrong way to build a business and make money. You know, I mean, yeah. like, where, where, show me the rule where you can't curse. You know what I mean? Like, what, what's, that's right, there are, there are no rules. You can do whatever you want. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that. Because then you, that's a lot of that marketing, right? Because if someone has a course on something specific, then of course they're going to do their best to make you feel like you need that specific thing, right? And so, like, it, it just, yeah, people could do whatever they want. I mean, it's it comes down to, do we have energy mastery? Like, do we really understand who we are? And if you, can I drop it? There's a quiz actually on our, it's called the icon quiz. So within everybody mm. is like your icon. The thing that you've actually been told is not good about you. So for me, when I was growing up, I was always like, you're so mouthy. You're so mouthy. (laughs) Like I got into trouble because I had a lot to say as a little girl. And I had a family that couldn't handle that. And I grew up, you know, in the seventies and eighties where it just wasn't as, as comfortable girl power as it is today. So yeah, it's very interesting because like you'd think having a lot to say would be a good thing. Yeah, like our cultures change, right? So for yeah. me, for a long time, I was like, oh, keep your mouth shut, keep your mouth shut. Like nobody wants to hear from you. But it's actually the thing. So just think as you're listening, you can think about this too, Evan. Like, what's the thing that you were told when you were a kid that you shouldn't be, right? My husband was really funny and really gregarious, really outgoing. And his family always told him, like, you're too much, you're too much, you should settle down. So for me, I was like, you're too sensitive and you're too outspoken. And so think about the message you got as a kid, because it then we dampen down that true voice inside of us. And that really true voice, it has to be brought out in a sophisticated way, but we can actually bring that through in your business. And so businesses that work with us, we go into like, well, what, what is it really about? But what's kind of your icon? And when you bring that through into your business and you'll see, you know, if you go to my website, like it's very specific messaging, it's very specific tone. And that's the kind of work that we do. So the first thing is when we think about this is be yourself, but what does that really mean? It means go back to the point in your life before we had all these labels and all these trainings about who we were supposed to be and what's the thing and that thing. And you can take, we have it's be the musthave.com backslash icon quiz. Um, You should take it to Evan, send me a message what you get. Um, There's five main icons and these are actually what we work from. This is the codes that are dropping that are the truth of who you are. And then, then you can bring it through in a sophisticated way. Then you think about, you know, how do I make that meaningful for people? Um, but, but there's, and that, I think just to go back to the comment that you made is like, it's not really about rules anymore. And many people want to know the rules. It's really, I ask myself, like, is it meaningful and, you know, is it activating? Like, will it get me the results that I want? But it still has to be aligned, you know, to my truth. So those are those are ways of thinking about it. But I think as soon as we get into a box of this is the rule of this or the rule of that, maybe it's because I have a specific arc, like a genius archetype also where I have questioned those things. But you probably do too, Evan. Um, I'm always like, okay, well, why? Why is that? And what's beyond this? What was what what is beyond the box that we've been living in? You know, what's beyond the box of how we've been marketing and doing business? I mean, it's a whole amazing world of possibility, actually, when we unleash that genius inside of ourselves. A hundred percent. And that's I do the I do do the exact same thing, right? It's always why. You know? Well, wh- why do I have to do this? 
you know? And so I think, I think there's a lot of power there. So, so I think we could probably talk about all of this for hours, but I want to make sure I respect your time and the time of our listeners. Thank you truly for coming on and having this conversation because I really, I try to be a voice for entrepreneurs out there saying that you can do it the way that feels right to you. You don't have to do what are the people to tell you to do? You know what I mean? Like even me, yeah, my whole wheelhouse is podcasting, but you don't have to have a podcast to have a successful business. You know what I mean? Yeah, podcasts are great. Yeah, I have one and it's like the backbone of my business because that's what I like doing. I like interviewing people. I like having conversations. Obviously, business exists. Businesses do exist without podcasts. So like, it's okay. You know what I mean? So I try to be a voice for that. And so I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and helping share that message for people who are interested in you and in the work that you're doing, where can they find out more about you? And so the best place is to go online to be the must have.com. Okay. You take our icon quiz and see what we're doing as well. So, and thank you, Evan. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I'm going to have all of that linked up in the show notes uh, for people to check out. And I encourage everyone listening to check it out in more detail. I'm going to be checking out that quiz. I think that sounds pretty cool. Um, And Shasta, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.